0: you would turn to uh, Romans 5 and children are being dismissed to children's church if you'd like to go kids last week I told you the story about two frogs who fell into a kettle of cream how one of them survived that well today I want to start with a story about an oyster there once was an oyster whose story I tell who found that sand had got under his shell just one little grain but it gave him much pain Or oysters have feelings, although they're so plain. Now, did he berate the working of fate, which had led him to such a deplorable state? Did he curse out the government, call for an election? No, as he lay on the shelf, he said to himself, If I cannot remove it, I'll try to improve it. So years rolled by, as years always do, and he came to his ultimate destiny stew (laughs) and this small grain of sand which had bothered him so was a beautiful pearl all richly of glow now this tale has a moral for isn't it grand what an oyster can do with a small grain of sand what couldn't we do if we would only begin with all of those things which get under our skin good moral to that story isn't it how God can use even those things which are irritations to us to grow something beautiful and and that is what this passage is about today in Romans 5 last week we began looking at verses 3 through 5 and just to uh, remind us of the context here let's start at verse 1 of Romans 5 therefore having been justified by faith now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us so in these verses 3 through 5 we see how to go from tribulation to hope in three hard steps and last week we looked at just uh, the first step and that is that uh, tribulation produces steadfast patience just a couple things to remind you of of that verse 3 Paul begins with uh, and not only that having ended verse 2 with the note of uh, the future glory and we rejoice and hope with the glory of God but it's not just about the heaven to come it's about the life that we live now not only that but even right now in this life so there's more to life than the life to come and he says, we glory in tribulations, or your translation may say, we rejoice in sufferings. Now, just a couple of brief things to remember about that. We we glory in tribulation, not because of, we don't glory because something bad has happened, but in the circumstance in it we can. And it is because while we are in the suffering, in the tribulation, we also are in grace as uh, verse 2 says we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we stand in grace all the time no matter what's going on outside of us um, we always stand in grace um, then the word knowing knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and the word for knowing there is uh, relates to the absolute certainty of spiritual truth as we saw in example Romans 6 9 last week and then the word tribulations or suffering there the word that word itself means pressure uh, being pressured from all side uh, and the part of tribulation is to serve as a pressure cooker it's like God puts us in a pressure cooker to Tenderize us and to do what uh, his ultimate goal and purpose is for our lives. And then, the product of patience or the product of perseverance, that's what comes out of the tribulation. We learn to persevere, we learn to endure, and literally, the word that's translated patience, perseverance, or endurance, depending on your translation, means to remain under. So, we re- remain under. We, we learn how to do that not to just seek to escape but to seek God's hand under the circumstance and his guidance through it so that's what we saw last week just briefly now this week we, we take it the next step the first step was tribulation produces steadfast patience and now steadfast patience or perseverance produces character not only that verse 3 says but we we glory in tribulation knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character now the the word character refers to that which is proven it's uh, related actually to a word that has to do with judgment but in the sense of judging something in order to prove it so the word character means that which is Proven. in fact the new American translation here says proven character which I think is good Uh, character has to do with um, something that someone has proven themselves to be for instance if a person has been honest once in their life you wouldn't say that person has an honest character or proven character of honesty right if they were honest once but it's rather if you say their character is that they're honest they have proven it over and over again that they've been an honest person a reliable person and so forth so that's proven character character is that which is proven a person with experience is someone who has proven themselves Uh, read about a young man who was promoted to a managerial position and he was overwhelmed with his responsibility so he asked the president of the company what what is the secret to success in my new position and the president said right decisions well what's what's the secret of making right decisions experience well what's the secret of gaining experience wrong decisions And it often works that way It's how we learn as we grow through life And uh, I like to learn from other people's mistakes That way hopefully I don't have to go through them But uh, God has certainly given me lots of opportunity To gain wisdom through mistakes Uh, But as we learn through those and grow through through those And our character develops um, Character doesn't come Easily, it's, character is, it's what you are on the inside, really, isn't it? Character is not just what you look like or how you pretend to be. Character is, is related to your, your insight. And having a proven godly character, Proverbs says, is more to be sought after than gold or silver. It's a, it's a precious commodity. So it doesn't come easily. It doesn't come automatically. In fact, this this passage says that verse 4 that perseverance the remaining under uh, trial is what produces character man found a cocoon of an emperor moth and took it home to watch it emerge one day a small opening appeared in the cocoon and for several hours the, the moth struggled but couldn't seem to force its body past a certain point so the man deciding he would help out this emperor moth took some little scissors scissors and snipped open the rest of the cocoon and then the moth emerged easily but its body was large and swollen its wings were shriveled and, and tiny the man expected that uh In a few hours the wings would Develop into their natural beauty But they never did Instead of developing into a beautiful creature That could fly freely The moth spent its whole life Dragging around a swollen body And shriveled wings You see God has designed moths So that the constricting Cocoon and the struggle necessary to, to break out of that cocoon forces fluid from their, their body, their swollen body into their wings as they try to break out of the cocoon and that's what develops the fluid into the wings so that the moth has wings. Without the struggle, the moth never develops like it should. And that's how it is in our life too often without the struggle that we go through we we never develop into the person that God wants us to be in fact it is the very fact of going through the struggle that develops the character in us that God wants and that's how Paul says here that the remaining under the perseverance produces character that which is proven it is tested by fire the word character here was also used in that uh, time that Paul was writing uh, as a word used for metal like gold or silver which had passed through fire to purify it it was then called um, uh, the word translated here proven or character let's look at a couple of passages James chapter 2 Uh, Excuse me, James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. Okay, James 1, starting at verse 2. you notice the similarity between this passage and the Romans 5 passage my brethren counted all joy when you fall into various trials now you've got to admit that's not our normal reaction is it counted it all joy when you fall into different sorts of trials but see what it does knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing the idea is as you go through it God God works in you to perfect you to complete the work that he is wanting to do in your life so verse 3 we know that the testing of your faith produces patience and the word testing there Is related to the word character Taken from the same word Translated character in Romans 5 uh, 4 Now Go uh, toward the back of your Bible One more book to 1 Peter Chapter 1 Verses 6 and 7 In this you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while If need be You have been grieved by various trials That the genuineness of your faith Being much more precious Than gold that perishes Though it is tested by fire May be found to praise Honor and glory At the revelation of Jesus Christ So we may be grieved by various trials In this life And certainly we are But notice verse 7 That the genuineness of your faith And that word translated genuineness Or New American Standard translates it The proof of your faith The, the, the genuineness or the testing of your faith That is also related to the word proven Or character in, uh, in Romans 5 As is the word though it is tested by fire the word tested there the same word and the idea here is that the the genuineness of our faith the proven character of our faith is so much more precious to God than something like silver or gold silver and gold those are okay if you have some of that stuff but it's perishing and it's not near as precious to God as your proven character but your character goes through a similar kind of testing or proving ground as the as gold might go through the a refiner a purifies gold uh, it has to go through a certain process uh, the, the refiner watches over the, the process carefully he, he never leaves um, while he's purifying gold he makes sure that the fire is hot enough to do its intended purpose and yet not too hot to uh, spoil the purpose as the process develops and the, the gold is uh, under the flames under the fire what naturally happens is that the impurities in the gold rise to the top and the refiner skims off those impurities from the top and continues the process and more impurities rise and he, then he skims that off and there's fewer impurities but there's still some more and he, he skims that off as the fire continues and the refiner knows that, that he's done refining this gold when he can look into it and see clearly his own reflection then it's pure and that's how God purifies us we, we go through a trial with a, a fire. we walk through the fire of a trial and God is bringing to our surface the impurities in our life so that those can be dealt with then he allows us to go through yet more trials and more impurities come out of our life and to the surface and they are dealt with and how God knows he's done with the process is when he can look at us and clearly see his own reflection when we look like Christ and he's not going to give up on us he keeps doing that process so um, let's go back to Romans chapter 5 That is what is bound up in that word character in verse 4 That perseverance produces character The proving, testing of our faith The removing of impurities And uh, growing it into what God has desired it for for it to be Now character also produces hope Which does not disappoint Let's read again verses 3 through 5 And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Character produces hope, which does not disappoint. We're talking about heavenly hope here Not merely earthly hope Uh, Think for a moment about the the difference between those two Earthly hope is something that we have little control over Maybe no control over Like um, I hope it doesn't snow tomorrow Or I hope I get a raise at work Uh, That kind of usage of the word hope That's earthly hope and we usually don't have much control over that um, and we all have in our own lives hopes, dreams, aspirations uh, of which we're not sure you know we, we want to achieve something perhaps but we're not certain that it's going to come to pass and earthly hope is not wrong in itself it's just not sure it's not guaranteed, it's not certain and uh, you would be foolish to pin all your hope on earthly hope on the other hand heavenly hope is something we can be sure of it's something guaranteed by God as we saw earlier in this this passage in verse 3 not only that but we glory in tribulations knowing the idea of knowing with certainty uh, spiritual truth is guaranteed it's not something that we have to wonder is this actually going to happen or not it's guaranteed by God and so here Paul puts it this way in verse 5 now hope does not disappoint Uh, that could be translated hope does not make ashamed the word disappoint and make ashamed are closely related there heavenly hope is never false hope I remember there was a a years ago a man in our church who who stood up in a meeting and uh, declared all the things that he was going to do for the church. He was going to uh, build a new sanctuary and do all this other stuff. And you know why he was going to do that? He received in the mail notification from Reader's Digest. That he was one of the finalists for a million dollars, and he he stood up and said, "This is I have this coming, you know. This is a matter of time, and this is what I'm going to do with it. So pray that you know I really get this, because I hope this is real." And it didn't happen. It Didn't happen. And that man was put to shame that man was disappointed. Now I think his heart was right in hoping that this is going to be real and here's what I'll do and so forth but don't put your hope in earthly things. Uh, God teaches us about hope through his word. So you read the stories in the Bible and how God brought people time after time after time to the promised land to deliverance the hope is in God God also teaches us hope through our own experience when we pass through the trial of a fire we, we emerge stronger in faith and then we pass through another trial perhaps a, a harder one this time and, and we get through it think about in your life have you, any of you ever been through a trial a hard time more than once are you still here still alive breathing you made it you made it and yet it may be at, at the time you're going through it you thought God I, I can't make it another day I remember telling God that one day I can't make it one more day And guess what I did But the next day I told him that again In case he didn't hear the first day And I made it through another day And another day And then God all of a sudden provided A, a great provision that I had no idea was coming and I've been through a lot of trials And I know you have too But one of the things we see on the other side of the trial as you look back God's faithfulness God will never leave you he will never forsake you mankind will forsake you and leave you and let you down people in relationships jobs you can get laid off Uh, all kinds of things can happen but God is never going to forsake you hope in him rest in him Charles Spurgeon said a little faith will bring your soul to heaven a great faith will bring heaven to your soul have great faith in God and you'll have a hope that does not disappoint see heavenly hope is guaranteed by two key witnesses in verse 5 it is secured hope does not disappoint because of the love of God and because of the spirit of God verse 5 now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts God is not stingy with his love He, he pours it out this is a An example right here in the very following passage, verses 6 through 8, of God's love. For, starting at verse 6, when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us that's why hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts and look at the extent of that love that Christ would die on the cross for us and if God would go to that extent then you can be sure you can set your hope in him And furthermore, hope is secured by God's love because nothing can separate us from that love. It's not just that He loved us one time, He at one time loved us and brought us to Him, but that He will never quit loving us. And let's look how Paul says that in Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Skip down to verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord nothing in heaven or earth not a single thing not a single person not a single event not the accumulation of all of those nothing can separate you from the love of Christ And so Paul writes in Romans 5.5 Now hope does not disappoint Because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts It's that kind of love The love that led to the cross The love that will will hold you and never forsake you Can never be separated from you That kind of love It has been poured out the word poured out has to do with extravagance. Something being lavished, poured out to overflowing. So we have a hope that is guaranteed by God's love, and the next is guaranteed because of the Spirit of God. Verse 5 again. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us so the Holy Spirit has been given to us the the Holy Spirit is the agent of pouring out the love of God to us and he has been given to us think about this that for over 2,000 years the Holy Spirit has been indwelling people Christ left the glory of heaven and came to this earth for about 33 years, then returned to the glory. And he said, When I go back, I'll send the Holy Spirit. And he did. And now the Holy Spirit is not only here, but indwelling earthen vessels. What a gift from God that God in his spirit would dwell in a vessel like me and you. The Holy Spirit has been given to us. The power of the Holy Spirit is greater than any power of a problem that you may be going through. Look at Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13 Now may the God of hope Notice he is the, the God of hope This is why his hope does not disappoint Hope is secured and guaranteed He is the God of hope May he fill you with all joy and peace In believing That's your part He will fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we rest our faith in Him, the power of the Holy Spirit will cause us to abound in hope with all joy in believing. See, the power of the Spirit is not necessarily to remove the problem but to sustain us during the problem to sustain us through the trial so that we can remain under and come out victorious and have proven character at the other side and develop hope because of what God has done Now Romans 5 again Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. As I said before, the Holy Spirit was given to us, and as Paul says elsewhere in Romans, that God's gifts and calling are without revocation. That is, He'll never take them back. The presence of the Spirit is an ongoing presence he has been given to us and he will always be with us along the same lines as Jesus saying uh, I will never leave you or forsake you he is always with us so we're going to have trials and tribulations but we can gain from those trials perseverance and character and hope which are precious in the sight of God as Christians we have uh, the love of God which will never fail us the, the spirit of God who will never leave us under certain conditions even pain can be beneficial imagine a person going through life who, who couldn't feel pain and there are people who have that medical condition Problem is they hurt themselves and don't even know it, and it doesn't get the attention that it needs, and leads to other problems. And, and that's one of the one of the difficulties with leprosy: uh, people lose sense sensation. But pain can even prove to be beneficial. I had heard uh, that the uh, the sound of a violin um, is determined by the type of wood that it's made from and uh, I I checked this out myself online here just a couple of days ago of course you know how well a violin sounds it does depend on the person playing it too but it also has a lot to do with what that violin is made out of the particular wood that it's made from it's been determined that the best wood for a violin is that which grows at the highest level of a mountain, the, the top of the timber line. the preferred wood grows on the northern slope the highest it can, where the fierce north winds blow constantly, such that the bark on the windward side never develops such that the, the limbs of the tree all face in one direction uh, such that the tree just to survive has to spend its life on its knees as it were hugging the rocky ground and when such a tree that's been through that all of its life is harvested it is said to make the sweetest sound I read the reasons why but I it's above my head I couldn't explain it to you much less understand it myself but for, for real reasons the way God designed it that particular kind of wood found there in those circumstances makes the best sounding violins beautiful music comes from them and so it is in our life God may allow us to be exposed to the elements and go through harsh times maybe because he wants something beautiful to come out of our life that otherwise wouldn't be we would just be like a regular old tree good for making paper maybe but we have to trust God through the process God knows what he's doing what he wants to bring about and he gives us a hope through it all that he will see us through he will never leave us or forsake us he will complete the work that he has intended for us let's pray Lord we thank you for your gracious hand upon our life and we know that just as a refiner constantly watches over the process so you constantly watch over us as we go through a fire fiery trial you know just how much we can take you you know what you are going to do you know the end from the beginning and you tell us do not fear there is hope I will never leave you or forsake you thank you God for your faithful working in our lives we want to make beautiful music for you we we want to be children which reflect your glory. We want to be faithful to you. Teach us by your word and through the power of your spirit to cling to you. For in you and you alone is our hope. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You're dismissed.